Welcome to the Pick'ems for week 14. We can't believe that there's only four weeks left till the end of the season. But that's not the biggest news of the week. The biggest news of the week is that Brazil is out of the World Cup. I'm getting a lot of hateful stares that I'm still talking about the World Cup, but guess what? I will talk about it till the day that it is over. And even beyond then, we're talking about this for the rest of the season. Welcome to KNA Football. On the show today, for our third week in a row, we have a very special guest. Very special. Special in the kind of like, ah, oh, he's special kind of way. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Let's see, how do I want to introduce him? I guess that he's our youth pastor, avid supporter of the show, and friend of the show. Um, avid hunter, uh, Harold Mansfield. Oh, avid Browns fan too. In case you couldn't tell by the attire, how you doing, Harold? Good. I'm. I'm excited to be here. I'm. Yeah, like I said, when I first walked in, I think Harry said this a couple of weeks ago too. Like I had no expectations, and uh, I'm impressed with what I see. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for today. Good. It's pretty exciting. We noticed that you have uh, some uh, analytics <laughs> over there. Yeah, I felt like I needed to do my homework. Right, I needed to be prepared as much as I could. Because um, I probably don't know as much about the NFL as you guys do, as far as name dropping and players and where they're going. But um, I've been watching the game for a long time, so <laughs> I wanted to be prepared when I came. So, nice. yeah, Austin's got notes today, and Harold's got notes today, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, oh. So I think next week I'm gonna have <laughs> my notes of my own. But yeah, I walked. I saw Harold yesterday, and. He had printed off like a stack of like 45 sheets of paper. And he's like, these are all my notes for K&A tomorrow. So I was like, ah, oh, man. So I like then went home and I spent about two hours doing some research and getting some stuff down. So, you know, forcing us to be better. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Like there were moments this week when um, one of my daughters was like, dad, can we? And I was like, yo, I, I got to do some homework for the show. Like I got to finish watching this video. I got to listen to the rest of this podcast. Give me five minutes. Give me 10 minutes. So we'll see if it paid off later. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Caden looks like an idiot because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like usual. Oh, I'm, Kaden, I'm messing Caden. I'm messing Caden. Oh. We're, we're the hosts here. We should be both of us against the guest. Yeah, that's true. That's how it should be. And Harold's also the creator of our amazing slideshow. That's true. Oh, that is, that is true. <laughs> meet we meet maker. the creator of the slideshow. We weren't doing the slideshow, right? We were just doing like the pegboard up there and Harold was like hey you should do the slideshow and then he made it for us sent it to us and we've been using the same template ever since Pretty yeah big deal so i think it's better yeah i think it is too. i, I need to try to figure better. out too how to get like i might have need to figure out how to get you a bigger tv or something too you know <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> bigger the better <laughs> all right let's jump into the uh monday night game the uh nfl script writers decided to just copy and paste from the rest of tom brady's career and say Okay, so the Saints are up 16-3, to and that's a pretty big deal. But what if we have the Saints running back step out of bounds on third down, forcing the Saints to punt with one yard to go to give Tom Brady a chance? And that's exactly what happened, and the Buccaneers ended up winning. Yeah, I mean, I was... I guess I should say I was surprised about this game because, you know, 
the Bucks aren't really what they used to be, and Tom Brady is showing his age. I'm not ready to say he's washed up yet, but he's definitely showing his age. He's washed up. And, um, <laughs> you know, the Aints, they were, like, ready to take this game and bring more parity into uh, the beauty of that division and, you know, breathe more life into cadence. Should we, you know, tank? Or do we have a legitimate chance of winning the division? And uh, then Tom Brady said, no, I still got a couple in me. And, uh, I mean, he got a little bit of help from the refs, but mm -hmm. that's to be expected when it's Tom Brady. I've never seen a game that Tom Brady won that he didn't get a little bit of help from <laughs> the refs. That's true. Right? I mean, yeah, I obviously was going to this game. I knew We all knew the Bucks were going to win. There's no way Tom Brady's going to lose to this bad of a Saints team. And so, like, obviously if the Bucks lost, that's awesome. That helps the Panthers a lot. But if they lose, the Panthers still are sitting in a pretty decent position. They can still go win the division. And so going into the game, I wasn't going to be mad if the Bucks win because I was expecting it. But then they played so bad, and the Saints were just, like, like, they were owning them on everything. And then I was like, oh, the Saints actually got this. And then when the Bucks came back and won, then I was actually upset because I was like, the Saints, the Aints, the Aints gave me hope. <laughs> This is why you can't root for them. Like, this is why the Saints are the worst team. Like, you can't ever rely on them. I, I hate that, too, because as, a like, a huge Buckeye fan and an alumni, like, they consistently draft Buckeyes, and those Buckeyes consistently perform. Yeah. So when, when the team as a whole is garbage, it just, you know, it, it gets projected onto me. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, the, the Buckeyes aren't that good. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, the team's just really bad. If you look at the performers on that team from Ohio State, like they're consistently contributing. So, yeah, it was it was disappointing. And I will say too, my take is that you can't pin it all on the running. I'm obviously go another yard before you step out of bounds, mm -hmm. get the first down. But I mean, your defense now has to show up because the guy made a mistake, which happens in football. So right, your it's defense, a team sport. it's not yeah, one guy's fault. Your defense has to show up and. And stop them from scoring literally 10 points. Thir yeah. Or was it? Yeah, 10 points. 13. 13 points. That's right. They were down 13. 13 points. Well, and uh, Alave dropped a big wide open play, and so did Jarvis Landry. So, I mean, it wasn't just the running back, obviously. Right. It's going to be pinned on the running back because I was at the very end of the game, and it was like, oh, if you just went forward and got the first. But no one player loses you a game. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's the kicker. And yes, they lose you games. <laughs> Shots fired. All right, so this is the Thursday night game, and if you notice, the score is exactly the same as the Monday night game. NFL writers got a little lazy and just used the Monday night game on the Thursday night game. Same scenario, except this time, the Baker Mayfield, who we all we all here have experience. We all share a rare, a rare a bond. rare bond of <laughs> having Baker, and at, now uh, at Preston Bowman, if you're watching, you get to share that bond too. Baker Mayfield came in on, was it Tuesday? Came in Tuesday night to the Rams facility and learned like six plays. I'm sure they were using a very abridged playbook and came out here and led a game-winning drive, 98 yards to end up winning it for the Rams. Best part about that, though, was at the end of the game, he had to ask someone, okay, now how do I get out of here? <laughs> because he had no idea where to go. Yeah, I mean, that's a big stadium. I will say, too, that this one surprised me. I'm not going to lie. I went to bed. I was like, yeah, game's over. Baker's their QB. I've seen this play out before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to throw a pick or try to overperform, and Rams going to lose. So I went to bed, and then I woke up, and 
I saw Caden's text like, wow. Like, I was like, what happened? So I had to get on ESPN and watch the, the highlights because I was like completely, you know, oblivious to what, how that game had finished. But yeah, I mean, we've seen this kind of before in Baker when he has no expectations and kind of has that underdog mentality. He plays great. But then the second he plays great and people are like, oh, maybe Baker is like the guy now. Maybe like, you know, what we expected him to be. And he completely folds. It happened with the Browns. He didn't ever do good this year with the Panthers, but he folded all year with the Panthers. And now he did good with no expectations with the Rams. He was playing the Raiders, who also have lost to an ESPN analyst as a head coach. I mean, great for Baker, happy for Baker, but I think people got to pump the brakes a little bit. Hold on, was that a shot at Jeff Saturday? It was. He's literally not a head coach. Oh my god. Well, first off, like he is technically privileged to be one of the 32 head coaches in the league right now. Second off, if you ask Peyton Manning, which I mean, I wouldn't say Peyton Manning is a slouch, he would tell you that Jeff Saturday was one of the brightest offensive minds that he ever played with, which is why Peyton and Jeff made the perfect center quarterback combo, reading coverages and then calling plays and making audibles based on that. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can go just be a coach right away. I mean, the last time he coached was in high school. Does he not he, look like he can motivate men? I mean, I, he motivate me. Like, I look at the guy and I'm like, uh. So you think the Steelers should just go, Steelers have a bad year next year. They fire Mike Tomlin. You think they should just go sign uh, Ben Roethlisberger as their next coach? Because well, he I was mean, a good offensive mind. First off, I mean, I, I had a roommate in college who tutored <laughs> Ben in math in high school. So I don't know if I could go as far as to say that Ben's an uh, offensive mind. It's not a knock on Ben. Ben, if you're watching, you know, not a knock on you. But I will say that um, Mike Tomlin played played football. So it's not like, you know, he's yeah some guy that just took some courses and, and then learned how to give good speeches. I think that's a huge part of it. Like, part of the other thing is, like, we look at quarterbacks, we look at players and say, hey, we throw you into this spot, and if you sw- you swim, then you're you're meant to be in the league. And sometimes it's trial by fire. Now, that may just be me as a Browns fan because that's what we do. You know, we <laughs> take a guy and we're like, well, the guy we got's not good, so we're just going to throw you in and add you to the list of however 20-some mm-hmm. QBs we've had. Yeah. Um, and if you work out, you work out. But I will say, too, that, like, why not do that with a coach? Like, if Jeff Saturday has the mental capacity, if he has the ability to motivate men, like, why not throw him in and see what happens? What's the worst thing that can happen? They don't, they don't win, and they don't keep Saturday. I mean, that's not a bad gamble, at least for, I think, the Colts organization. Right, especially because there's no real losing in the Colts situation right now. Because, obviously, if you bring in a guy and you have him as your head coach, he is our head coach. Week one, we're starting him as our head coach. Okay, now there's pressure. Now it's not throw your head coach in and it's trial by fire. Now it's, you know, you ha- like this guy has to perform because you've put your faith in this guy. If you pick him up halfway through the season because you don't like the way that your coach is doing it, and you're like, okay, our season is a lost cause at this point. We're bringing an interim head coach. There's no pressure on that guy. If he doesn't work, he doesn't work. Okay, you tanked. You got a better pick. There you go. If he works, great. Now you can have a conversation about keeping him for the next year, a couple years after. At this point, I don't think Jeff Saturday is going to be kept as the head coach just because, I mean, he hasn't won a game since the Raiders game, and the Raiders have proven themselves to be really bad at maintaining leads and winning games. But 
it's it's obviously not a terrible position for Jeff Saturday to be in as an interim head coach. Yeah. Yeah, I think what like getting back to this game and the teams involved, like if you look at the Raiders, right? I mean, that's what they did. I forget the interim head coach that came in uh, last year, but he did amazing, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you're comparing him to Josh McDaniels, who's right. this, you know, great offensive mind, Belichick coaching tree, has all the credentials, and doesn't look like it's working out. Um, but you know, that's just my mm-hmm. take. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year with that guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And now they're left with what they are. I will say it too, before we are we gonna move on? Because before we move on, I have a question for Caden. Go so, for it. Oh, I was just curious if you think that the Rams supporting cast is better than the Chargers supporting cast. Right now, like when the when both healthy, when both healthy, I think I mean obviously Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in the league. But like right now, the the people that Baker played with last night, I would say no because of so many injuries. Because that, that to me is just fascinating. I know Caden and I have this uh, back and forth banner ring involving um, the greatness or mediocreness of um, Mr. Herbert, who is one QB for the Chargers. <laughs> and it's interesting for me to hear okay. from you that the Rams have a worse supporting cast than the Chargers. And yet Baker Mayfield, who all of us would agree is is not him, was able to take that supporting cast that's ranked 29th in offense and 22nd in passing versus the Chargers oh, man. whose offense is ranked <laughs> 17th and 6th in passing, which 6th in passing makes you go, oh, Herbert, yeah, he's him. But he's I him. will say, said. Herbert was unable to beat the Raiders and Baker did with worse surrounding cast what Herbert couldn't do. Baker did beat the Raiders, but the Raiders also scored 27 points against the Chargers and 16 against the Rams. If uh, the Raiders score 27 against the Rams right there, they win by double digits. Right. And yet the Rams supporting cast is worse. The offense is worse. I think the defense, the Rams defense is not that bad. I mean, they got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, yeah, he was blanketed all over Devontae, which that's the other story of this game. Why doesn't Derek Carr throw to Devontae? Are the tears blinding him? It has to. He threw for 11 yards in the second half. That's stupid. Ele- he threw for 11 yards in the second half of this football game. Guess what, Derek? A football game doesn't end after 30 minutes. It's 60 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will say, too, that when I was looking at some of the stats for this game, I now I picked uh, the Raiders to win because I thought for sure that they would be able to pull it out. Um, I will say, and that was on the, uh, the Instagram pick them that you guys had up. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, too, like, the interesting thing about Devontae Adams is he, in his entire career at Green Bay, had zero games with less than four catches. Zero games. So Aaron Rodgers was finding him at least four times a game for his entire career. He goes to the Raiders. He's had four games this season without four catches. And that was the same thing on Monday night. He didn't have four catches. But... Yeah, that was just interesting. So, Derek Carr's the worst. Russell Wilson and Derek Carr are on the same level. Don't Ooh. make Derek cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into the pickums. This week's K and A pickums. All right. So first on the agenda, Vikings at Lions. Caden, 
Harold and I have all the statistics, so we'll let you start. <laughs> hey, I'll bring them next week. I'm my bad. My bad. Um. So yeah, the Lions are kind of on a roll right now, winning three or four in a row. Now they look really good. I mean, they destroyed the Jaguars last week, but I mean, mm-hmm. like it's the Jaguars, and or I'm sorry, not three or four in a row. They lost to the Bills on Thanksgiving, yeah. but it was still a good game. Almost beat a really good team in the Bills. Yeah, they were close. Yeah, but the Vikings are what ten and two. Yep, and unstoppable when they play at one o'clock. And this game is at one o'clock, so I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it maybe if it's at four fifteen or eight, I'm picking Lions, which is actually sad to say that that actually pay, plays effect in who I pick in the game. But I'm going to pick the Vikings. I was surprised because looking at the performance of the teams, this I mean, currently, like the Lions should easily win this game. Like the Lions' offense. Is ninth and the uh, Minnesota Vikings is twenty third, which I was shocked when I found that out. Uh, the defenses are about the same, thirtieth for the Vikings and and thirty first for the Lions. So should be a high scoring game. No one's going to play defense. Uh, passing is again pretty similar. Thirteenth for the Vikings and ninth for the Lions. Uh, the Lions are favored in this game. I know. I, mean, I know you guys don't look at the betting lines. I, d- I actually did this week because of Daniel last week. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, let's check out the betting lines. They're okay. like three and a half, spread, right? minus two for the Lions. Money line Vikings plus 105. Lions minus 125. Why are they favored? <laughs> I don't know why they're favored. It's got to be because they have the hot hand, right? It's got to be. And they're coming off of playing Buffalo really well. And they're at home. Home field advantage. Look, like, in Detroit? In Detroit, yeah, at Ford Field. <laughs> Literally, like, I looked at this game, and I was like, okay, in my mind, Vikings, just immediately. I'm like, Lions, I'm sorry you've been playing well, but the Vikings will win this game. And then I go and look into it a little bit, and, like, betting odds are showing Lions favored. It's like, I'm going to take the Vikings. If, I, if I'm a betting person, I'm taking the Vikings. That's a good deal for mm-hmm. me. Because I think the Vikings are going to win, and the odds show against it. I don't bet. Well, you can't bet in Ohio oh, that's until right. January 1st. Yeah, well, I can go out of state. <laughs> no big deal. You're also underage. I'm 18. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm no, 18. he's good. Yeah, I'm good to good. go. I'm legal. Yeah, we can, Let's go. We can make a run. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, I'm going Vikings. No doubt in my mind, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping for a little bit more parity as this continues, but Minnesota. I thought you were going to go Lions, by the way. You said Lions should win this game looking at... Well, they, sh- they yeah, should yeah, if, you look at you the, if you look at the betting odds. So and that makes me a little timid just because Vegas might know something that mm-hmm. we didn't know. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins is going to end up not playing or something. <laughs> Vegas knows. Yeah. Yeah, we all did. All right. This is pretty big divisional game. Ravens at Steelers. You may not think that it's a big game because the Ravens are 8-4 and four and leading the division, tied with the Bengals currently, but, I mean, they're both pretty well in, there, in the conversation for playoff contention, and the Steelers are 5-7. and seven. They are in the same position as the Browns. They have to win out if they want any chance at the playoffs. The reason that this is a big game is because Lamar Jackson is doubtful for this game. I mean, there's no way he plays. They said he's out for one to three weeks. Right. I don't see the way I don't see plays. a way that he plays. It's a possibility he's not going to play. He's on a contract year. He's not going to play. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to go in on a contract year and go get destroy his knee again and then not play for the rest of the year and not get paid. He won't play. So the Steelers 
have to win this game and they have a legitimate chance to do so against this Ravens team without Lamar Jackson, who, you know, this Ravens team only beat the Broncos by one point last week without Lamar Jackson. Let's ride. Let's ride, man. <laughs> Russ cannot cook, okay? So this is an interesting game. It's going to be hopefully a good game, but I think probably low scoring if I had to guess. Who do you guys have for this one? Wow, this is this is really hard. Uh, growing up in Hartford, Ohio, being a lifetime Browns fan, like your enemy is the Squealers, and then it turns out that your franchise, because of Art Modell, uh, becomes the Rapids. Yeah, right. So it's like Speaking the Squealers. Which you guys want to go like stomp on his grave or something after this? <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't do that. I think a, a man got arrested for. Doing something interesting on Art Modell's grave years ago, but yeah, this is really hard. Uh, but my ideal has always been uh, your enemy over uh, your traitor. Um, so I'm with my heart. I always root for the Squealers twice a year when they play the Rapids. Um, and then again, like you said, Lamar's out. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is out, and they barely eked out a win over the Broncos, mm -hmm. which is shocking. I know they have to win it in the division, but I'm taking squealers. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Lamar isn't playing, and J.K. Dobbins hasn't, isn't playing. But And he came in last week. I mean, Grant, he wasn't slated to play at all. Obviously, Lamar got all the reps in practice last week. Nothing, No one's right. expecting him to get hurt. And then he comes and barely beats them, but he had no, no reps, you know? He has the, all the reps this week in practice, like preparing. Everything's for him now. And he's still a serviceable backup. Like, he won them a decent amount of games last season. I think the Ravens are still going to win. Interesting. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. I cannot believe you're taking the Ravens. I can't either. Who's really? The, who's their backup again? I don't even Tyler know. Tyler Huntley. He's, he's very similar to Lamar Jackson. He, he is he very runs, similar. He's a running quarterback. He's not as good. He isn't as good. He's a great runner, but he's, he has very similar throwing abilities. I mean, Lamar's not a great thrower, so... He can still throw as good. He can't run as well, but I mean, still got Mark Andrews. Your defense is great. Yeah, I mean, it was a smart move by the Ravens to bring in a backup that is, is exactly yeah. like Lamar Jackson, so you don't have to change the scheme at all. Keep the offensive scheme. You got the same type of guy. I am going to go with the Steelers in this one. Um, obviously, they played the Broncos last week, and they have a stout defense. Okay, Broncos have the number seven defense. That's pretty good, and you're playing with a backup. Okay, you do barely etch out and win with only 10 points. Okay, Steelers have the 13th ranked defense, so that's it's similar enough. It's not as good, but it's pretty close as well. The Broncos score 14.27 points per game. <laughs> that's bad. The reason, the re yeah, like that's, that's bad. <laughs> but the reason that I bring that up is because the Steelers score 15.6 points a game. That would be enough. Okay, if they had played the Steelers team last week and the Steelers, you know, keep on that average of that amount of points, the Ravens would have lost. Okay, they only beat the Broncos by a point. So, for all of those reasons, as well as the reason that uh, Mike Tomlin defense is always fantastic, especially against in-division opponents, I'm going to go Steelers. Yeah, and Tomlin's never had a losing season. No. Ever. Going to this year. No. I, I, I do not believe so. It yet? No, I don't think so. The Steelers are five and seven. Yeah, I mean they got to get to nine losses, right? Wow, eighteen game season. That's crazy. Well, eighteen game season, right? They have to get to nine losses. 
So they have to lose two times in the next four weeks? Wow. Or 17-game season. Well, right, it's 18, 18 weeks, weeks, but you only play 17 games. Yes, they got to get to nine losses still. So. They, it's wow. crazy that Mike Tomlin still has a chance to not have a losing season. He's insane. He's a good coach. Yeah. But yeah, I think Tyler Huntley can do it. Yeah. All right, this is a big one. I'm a, we've got to let Harold talk for a second. Yeah, we'll let Harold talk for a second. What are you? Or a couple seconds. Harold, you, you've been about? a Browns fan for. I mean, I'm I'm the biggest Browns fan on this podcast, probably. Yeah. But you've been a Browns fan for longer than I've been alive. That's true. So <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk about this one. So for me, it's it's easy. I have a a good. A uh, friend who was college roommate who grew up in Cincinnati. He was a tutored Ben Rossberger. No, that oh, is my friend oh. who grew up in Finley, and he had <laughs> nothing to do with football until Ben went to Pittsburgh, oh, really? and then he just adopted the Squealers <laughs> as his team and would brag oh, that's about right. that's like, six championships. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, you literally weren't <laughs> like a part of any of those except for the last one when the bus literally carried Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> over the goal line. But um, but yeah, so um. My friend, uh, Miles is his name. Him and I have both had like long suffering uh, relationships with our football teams where we've seen periods of success and periods of just brutal tor- torture. Um, short, short and long of it is that I have to take the Browns. Um, one, because in recent history, they own Joey Burrow, um, you know, Ohio kid. But I will say too that I'm looking for Miles Garrett to actually be the impact player in this game that everyone thinks he is. And my personal take, you guys have oh, heard yes. before, is that Miles Garrett is not an impact player. He's not Michael Parsons. Um, if, and again, if I look at like the statistics, he does his best work against the worst offensive lines. That's where he actually shows up and makes it look like He's good. I mean, isn't that where every defense yeah, goes up, I though? Mean, but still. It, it should, but when he plays a good offensive line... Well, I mean, that's why they're a good offensive line, though. Yeah, but, it's zero. but if you're a great, But if you're a great generational defensive end, you can still make it work against those bad or great offensive lines. Like J.J. Watt or Micah Parsons. Like, guys who are game wreckers. Like, they, in the last minutes of the game, when Miles is on the sideline huffing and puffing because he had COVID three years ago, so did I, <laughs> it's like, bro... What are you doing on the sideline? Like, you're not conditioned. You need to be wrecking this game, whether it's from the outside or whether it's from the inside. And what I found in just the eye test and then in research is that Jadavian Clowney, he's him. He's one of our best defensive players. He's the game impact player. And Miles shows up against the worst offensive lines, and he shows up when Jadavian Clowney is also having a game. Don't you think that Jadavian Clowney would show up, though, because teams recognize that Miles Garrett is our best player, and so they double-team Garrett and leave Clowney one-on-one? So that's what you would think, but if you watch the game, that doesn't happen. Even in a one-on-one situation, Jadavian Clowney is beating his man. In the blitz, Jadavian Clowney is putting more pressure on when everyone's marked one-for-one because the linebackers come in or they're bringing the safety off the end. I'm telling you, I know everyone's like, what? How can you say this as a Browns fan? Miles Garrett is the guy. We finally got him. And it's like, do you think that no, Miles Garrett is, has less production this season than in past seasons? Or do you think just overall throughout his whole career, he's not been him? See, so that's where it's a little deceptive because like the numbers, he has 10 sacks this year. Yeah. So like he, you know, like he's going to meet his, like he's going to maintain his numbers. Right. But again, like, 
like I was saying, two of those sacks came against New England. All right, let's just take that one, which currently New England has the seventh rank offensive line. So this is a, a point where you're like, Harold, you're wrong, right? Clearly. But um, when the Browns played them, their offensive line was ranked 23rd. So yeah. I, again, I didn't go as far as to look at like who was out, <laughs> who was injured, who didn't play, who's gotten better, the cohesion they've been able to build. But that's just one game, again, where he had a fifth of his sacks total for the season. And he's playing one of the worst offensive lines. The eye test would tell me that, again, the Bengals have a horrible offensive line. It's currently ranked 22nd in the league, so eh, in the middle. But last game, he had one and a half sacks, uh, no forced fumbles. He had uh, four ta- uh, sorry, two tackles, uh, one of those tackles being solo, one of them being assisted against the Bengals. I look for him to do the same thing. And if he can get one and a half sacks, or if he can get two sacks, that's the difference that he can make in a game, but it's not, again, it's not the level of a Darnold or a Parsons or a Watt. It's just not. So, I mean, I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying that he's not good, but I am saying that he is overrated. Well, I don't think anyone would pass on, you know, Parsons. Parsons. Watt. I don't think anyone would pass on those guys, especially, like, I love Miles Garrett. I really do. But if you were like, okay, here are your options. You get either Miles Garrett or Micah Parsons. No brainer. I'm taking Micah Parsons. Oh yeah, no we'll trade you tomorrow. Garrett. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> Jerry, if you're listening, we will take him. Okay, he's got some uh, political takes recently that maybe will get mm. him kicked out of the league. And hey. the, Brown- the Browns have a thing for bringing people back into the league. So sure, I'm all for it. It worked out for Hunt. I'm here and, for all of it. And it's yet to see what's going to happen with Deshaun. But, uh, but all that's to say, I too am going to go with the Browns. Um. The Bengals did beat the Chiefs last week, which is big. You know, Joe Burrow is now 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. He has, however, never beat the Browns, and he gets to play them twice a year. So, based on the history between Burrow and the Browns, and especially Kevin Stefanski and Zach Taylor, I'm going to go with the Browns. Obviously, still cause for concern that... Uh, Deshaun Watson is probably still going to be pretty rusty. Again, last week was 700 days that he hadn't played football. So now we're at 707 days, but he did play last week. He looked bad, though. Right, but like Caden said with Huntley, because I'm assuming Caden's also going to pick the Browns, because I know he loves the Browns. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he would never want to see us suffer right. for any, the sake any of Any more than we already had to. Yeah. Uh, like Caden said about Huntley, like Deshaun's had all week. He's taken all the reps. It all week, the week before, though. Yeah, but now and he's got two weeks. He's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be bet- yeah. better. He's going to be ready to rock, and he's going to be putting points on the board. Hopefully, either Hopefully. that or our defense against the terrible Bengals O line will step it up, and actually, and our secondary is actually healthy now. Yeah, so we stand a chance. This one is really tough. Like, I know the Browns. Every time they play the Bengals, they just have. They find a way to win every time. It's not find a way to win. We find a way to win substantially. Yeah. We win by multiple like, scores. I don't physically see how. I mean, this Bengals team is great. They've, they're 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. They just beat the Chiefs last week. They look dominant. Jamar Chase is back. I'm going to pick the Bengals. If the Browns win this game, I will not pick the Bengals to beat the Browns in another pick 'em. 
until the opposite result happens. I don't care how bad one team is and good the other team is. I just can't see that's uh... a Deshaun. I can't see a Deshaun Watson led team who last week, unfortunately, his receivers aren't one foot tall, so he can't just throw it at their feet and they catch it. They're up here, so he can't throw it down here and they catch it. Good point. I, I can't see a way that this rusty Deshaun Watson can go beat this Bengals team. I, I if it win if they win, I'd be shocked. And it's just they they the Bengals will never beat the Browns. Do you think that? So I'm going Bengals. Yeah, you're going Bengals. See, I would agree that the Bengals will probably win this division, but I think the Browns are going to win this game. I mean, yeah, I think the Rappers are going to bring more parity back into the division when they lose to the Squealers. Um, and then the Browns, right. if the Browns win this game, I mean, this division's a, a toss-up. It's a coin toss um, as to who could come out of it. I know Baltimore and uh, Cincinnati would still be in the lead of the division, technically, by record. But, but with in-division games, it's mm-hmm. really it up in two. the air. Every, two. Everyone's beat everyone in this division. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It was Watson still going to look rusty? I think so. And if he is, I think the Bengals win. Then they just run the ball. Run the ball. That's give it to I'm Chubb. Give it when to he Chubb. gets tired, give it to Hunt. I'm, I'm here for all of it. That's <laughs> what I want. All right. So this is Jets at Bills. Where did my notes go for that? Oh, there it is. Right on top. Oh, no, it's Bills at Jets. What am I talking about? No, it's Jets no, at Bills. It's Jets at Bills. You're right. Oh, I was right the first time. Yeah. Go me. It's in New York. It is in New York, not New Jersey. <laughs> Um, so this game is the legend of Mike White continues. Uh, he played pretty solidly last week against the Vikings. Obviously couldn't pull it off in the last dying seconds of the game on a fourth and 10, but you know, that's kind of what happens when you have a second string quarterback. Um, and the bills have continued to look pretty good. This obviously has some pretty big implications for the AFC East. Because while the Bills are still in the lead, that division's really close as well. Mm-hmm. And another division that really could go either way. If the Bills lose a couple, if the Jets win a couple, if the Dolphins win a couple, it can really go any way other than the Patriots' way. Yeah. I mean, they, these teams played earlier in the year, and Josh Allen really struggled in that game. And the Jets won, which was like kind of the eye-opener this season for the Jets, where people were like, wow, maybe the Jets are kind of for real. And they struggled then with Zach Wil- with Zach Wilson, so they moved to Mike White, and now they're getting results on offense as well as defense. I'm gonna go Bills just because I can't, I don't see a way that Josh Allen doesn't win this revenge game. It's a big division game. They want to maintain in a battle for first in the AFC. I'm gonna go Bills. Mike White, don't get me wrong, great great quarterback. He's he's done great for them so far, but he's not the level of Josh Allen. Yeah, it seems like New York this season has just been trying to figure out what the hot hand is. I mean, they've had some injuries at quarterback, but between you know the the triad of quarterbacks that they've used, including Joe Flacco, they've just like, okay, who's the hot hand yeah. this week? Sounds kind of like an NFC South team. Yeah, like who's <laughs> the hot hand? We'll just ride with him and see what happens. And they've been able to pull out some games that they shouldn't have won. Yeah. As a Browns fan, I'll admit that. No, all too um, well. <laughs> but I'll say, like, one... I should have looked at the weather of this game. That's the one thing I didn't do, but I should have done. I should have looked at what's the weather going to be like in Buffalo because that's always a factor, except for like, you know, in September and early yeah. October. But where it is actually kind of nice. Right, right. 
Uh, but Von Miller gives me pause. I mean, Von's out now. He tore his mm-hmm. ACL on his meniscus, I think it was. Yeah. So he's pretty much out for the season unless he... Um, no, he's out for the season. I mean, he... I he mean, had, you say that, but T.O. came back for the... I think it was the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. When he tore an ACL? Yeah, when oh, he wow. played for the uh, uh, Eagles. Like, he was cryo chamber and all this other stuff. Like, I forget what week that was that he went out. But everyone said, oh, he's done. And he came back and played in the Super Bowl. Um, so, I I mean, I know he's he's out, but he might not be out completely, especially if the Bills make a deep run. Um, but I'm still going to take the Bills. I think the Bills Mafia in Buffalo, Josh Allen, that team is way more physical. Uh, Poyer on that defense is a stud, and he always shows up. Um, he, you never wonder, is he on the field? You always know he is. He's an impact player. Yeah, he is an impact player. He's a game wrecker. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, White's not going to have enough. He's just not. And as much as I love Wilson, Wilson dropped a big pass last week uh, that arguably would have made a, a deep impact on that. I think it was the final drive of the mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't think New York has enough experience and enough grit to get to get past Buffalo again. Yeah. Both of these teams have top 10 defense. Jets at four. Bills at six. So it's going to be a very defensive game. With that being said, obviously, I think that Josh Allen is a substantially better quarterback, and I think that the Bills have substantially better weapons than the Jets. So if you're taking two very good defenses, then it's just, okay, which offense is going to be able to pick apart that defense? Right. In the end, Bills, for sure. I I can't see a Mike White that's played two games up until this point coming in, or well, three games, he played last year too, but yeah. this season playing two games, coming in and picking apart the Bills defense. So I'm going to go Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it could, <clears throat> this game could surprise people kind of like it did last time, but I think the Bills will have it because of the revenge yeah. like, on their mind. For sure. Yeah. And it's a big game for them for playoff position as well. Yeah. Um, so we can go ahead and just uh, skim past this game. <laughs> we I, can't skip this We can game. skip this game. It uh, doesn't matter. This is Texans at Cowboys. Um, literally just take Texans logo right there. Go ahead and put Minnesota's logo over it. Go ahead and put the Colts logo over it. That's what's going to happen in this game. Absolute domination, blowout. Uh, Texans are rolling with Davis Mills again because they decided their other guy sucked worse <laughs> Did, does he i don't know are they going for the tank i don't know uh they're 110 and one so did austin just say that the cowboys are going to score 33 points in the fourth quarter against the texans no, i didn't say he's going to no. score 33 there's no points. way because no, they're going to be resting their starters at that cooper rush is going to be <laughs> yeah. qb i actually fun story yeah i uh, saw aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. out he's out, aaron Rodgers is on a bye week this week right, okay right. and we're in a very deep league where like there's no quarterbacks available because it's like a two quarterback league so you can't pick up uh right and this is dynasty and so I, you yes. keep him you're yeah, so i'm playing okay. austin okay. this week and so he doesn't have a quarterback because aaron Rodgers is on a bye so he needs a second quarterback. and i have to win if i don't like the, it's a must win week if, if, if either I win, me I'm in or the playoffs. austin wins and the team above us loses the winner of me and austin's game makes the playoffs and the loser is out and so he needs a quarterback, so he goes, and I noticed yesterday, he picks up Cooper Rush and puts him in as his other quarterback, who obviously is not projected to play at all or get any points, but obviously he's expecting a blowout, and then Cooper Rush comes in at the very end, plays like the second half, and scores some 
Wow, I I'll mean that's point. that's a bold move. No, it's a really smart I, I move. Don't don't have any other bold, but well, well, who's to say that they're Dak was injured earlier this year? No, but like, what does it say they don't want him to get as many reps as possible? Anyone, they're not, they're going to take him out of halftime if they're killing. You think? Him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's not that risky of a move because Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing anyways. He was giving zero points anyhow. Okay, right. and I mean, no other, my, my other quarterback is points. Kyler Murray. So I really got to hope for Kyler to really pull something out. Yikes. And <laughs> Cooper Rush is obviously projected to score zero points because he's not projected to start this week. But if, like last week, the Cowboys actually score a bunch of points. That's a really smart move. I laugh. Cooper Rush will probably make it in. He'll throw a couple. Get me some points. Maybe a garbage time intersection. Garden. Now, hopefully not. <laughs> Ends with negative. Well, and I will say that <laughs> just not that one. I will say that uh, the Cowboys are favored by seventeen and a half. That's one of the largest spreads in a regular season NFL game between two teams. So that yeah. that's huge. I mean, I wonder how long the defense is going to play though. Like, how long is Mar- Micah Parsons going to be in there wreaking havoc? How many pick sixes will he have? Force fumbles? You know, will he continue to? Make Miles look like he's he's not the DPOY, um, but yeah, I, and that's the other thing though, like because I'm wondering as we're getting late, like yeah, you want to rest your guys, but don't you want to see again how how they continue to gel and how they perform? So that that'll be interesting if Cooper does come in, but yeah, I think this one's tough. I mean, the Texans are just. Obviously, I'm going Cowboys. We're all going Cowboys. Not yeah, much to say. Yeah, we're all going Cowboys. In a landslide. Zeke's, Zeke's the man. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Pollard's the man. <laughs> what? Tony Pollard's the man. No. Zeke's well, not the man. If you look at the stats on that, Zeke only gets used in short yardage downs, and he gets used in a lot of run-pass options. I mean, yeah, Ze- Zeke's the better blocker for sure. Right. But overall, I'd rather have Pollard over yeah, Zeke. But they're all, No. It depends on what it is. Pollard is, is, is definitely more explosive. Right, but Zeke, yeah. if you're on the one yard line or you're in the red zone, you give the ball to Zeke. Yeah, he just pounds. He pounds. So that's why his stats are skewed to make it look like Pollard's that much better. Well, now Pollard's that much younger, but he's not that much better. The one who's going to get you down the field is Pollard, and then Zeke's just going to go score the touchdown. Yeah, you don't need Pollard to get you down the field. Look at all the offensive uh, weapons up, you have. I'd and you have him. Dak. He's mobile. All right, this one is Eagles at Giants. Actually, um, awesome. Before we, yeah. Uh, we go got a on. comment. We got a comment in the chat from Kendra Kloosh. Uh Her question is: Big Is Josh Allen a real MVP caliber QB? What are your thoughts? This season, no. What? What? This season, no. All right. Why? Why no? Harold's gonna take your seat in the chair. <laughs> this season, no. I don't think so. This season, I think the MVP is going to come down to Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Josh Allen really enters that conversation. I mean, Josh top, Allen top is three, number right, three on that list. Top three right now are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Joey B. So you think, let's say, I hope this doesn't happen, Josh, because you're awesome. But let's say he gets hurt this week against the Jets. Yeah. Buffalo still makes it to the to the playoffs, and they still make it to the uh, no, AFC Championship I game. That, I think that for the Bills, he is their best player, like undoubtedly. And he's a fantastic player. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that for this season, he's not going to win the MVP. Is he? A, he's a fantastic player. And if he's out, the Bills are not winning a game. But I don't think the question was, is he going to win MVP? It's, is he a caliber MVP caliber player? Obviously, he is. MVP caliber player, of course. Like, yeah, he's been in the conversation for the last couple of years. For this season, he's not going to win it. 
Is he going to be in the conversation? Sure. But realistically, he's not coming close to touching that trophy this year. Okay. Uh, see, that's interesting because I think the Bills last year, they obviously made a deeper run than the Packers. And I think they have the opportunity this year to make a deeper run than the Packers. I mean, the Packers supporting cast is in shambles. But we all know that the two-time reigning MVP of the league is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. That is true. Not only did he, you know, defeat most of the league and prove his dominance, but he also destroyed COVID. So, I mean, let's be honest. You don't have to be, you know, that big of a... Your team, sorry. Your team doesn't have to stand out amongst right. all the other teams. You just have to stand out. You just have to stand out. And I think that Jalen Hurts stands out more this this season. I think Jalen Hurts is standing out more than Josh Allen as well Patrick Mahomes is. Huh. That's interesting. That's I, just my take. I could be completely off base. That's what I think, though. Because I, I think longevity also has to factor into how you rank these QBs. And uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't done enough to prove. I mean, he said last season was... Mm, this season was definitely an improvement. He's showing that he's, you know, climbing the mountain. But I would probably rank him above Josh Allen if I was drafting tomorrow. If I was drafting tomorrow, yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to win MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like Lamar Jackson, his like first big season, he won MVP. And he didn't prove anything before that. It's just okay, he's the most valuable player this year. But in my Lamar mind, Jackson. if I would take Josh Allen because he's better than Jalen Hurts, then that makes him a better candidate for winning MVP of the league. We'll see. When the final results come out, we'll see where they all fall. I don't think Josh Allen is touching top four. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. To this game. Eagles win easily. Probably. Probably, honestly. This is Eagles, uh, Giants uh, in New York. Obviously, this division is also pretty tight. Um, this division has the chance to produce all three wildcard teams, which is pretty crazy. Um, but you know, Eagles being eleven and one, Giants being seven four and one. You know, the Eagles defense is fantastic, and they're really productive against the run. The Giants' offense, really, this entire season has been handed to Saquon. I mean, Saquon's carried the ball for almost forty carries every single game. So the Eagles' defense being really good against the run, they stop Saquon. You have to trust Daniel Jones. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Eagles win. I'm still waiting. Um, again, I'm not wishing this on anyone. But I'm still waiting for Hurts to get hurt. Um, they have the third-ranked offense, and their rushing attack is fifth, and he's 15th in passing. Yeah, I think and, a lot of quarterbacks yeah. could produce with the weapons that he has. He's probably in the, one of the best quarterback situations, like, Ever. Well, and he's 15th in passing, right? We just were talking about him in terms of MVP. He's 15th in passing. So, yeah, a, a lot is done on the ground for that offense to run. Um, but I have to pick the Eagles. I just don't think New York has enough. Now, this may, this may put a dagger in wherever OBJ decides to land next. He was dropping hints like it was going to be New York with yeah. Saquon uh, because Jerry's like, man, I don't know if he's going to be ready for this year. I'm going to have to pass. Um, and man, if New York loses this game and, and get drops further out of the playoff hunt, I don't think OBJ is going to want to go to a non-playoff team, regardless of where it is or what history he has with it. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I got the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, Eagles as well. Jalen Hurts, he's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he is in the greatest situation for a quarterback arguably ever. He has the number one offensive line. Other than line. the 49ers. I'd you argue could, the 49ers you, could, you, could argue, 
you could argue either way. I mean, they have the number one offensive line in the league. Their running game is incredible. They have so many great running backs on that team. AJ, defense. Yeah, AJ Brown, unstoppable. Uh, Devontae Smith, an incredible wide receiver, too. Their receivers are so fast. Dallas Goddard, great tight end. He's hurt, but still a great tight end when he's healthy. They still got a good backup tight end. And their defense, like Harold said, number two. That's a great situation. Them and the Niners, probably the two best situations in the league. You could argue either one. And their coach, Sirianni, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd take him in a heart. No offense, Stefanski. We're still riding with you because yeah. we have to. <laughs> but Sirianni, oh, man, he's he's awesome to watch. Yeah. I, yeah. Blowout game. Should be fun. It'd be interesting to see the Eagles team without Hurts, but hopefully we don't have to see that. Yeah, hopefully. Ooh. Man. <laughs> um, so in my notes here, it says Jaguars at Titans. Then I have the records. Jaguars four and eight, Titans seven and five. And then what do I have here from my notes? Oh, it says Derrick Henry. That's all it says. Just says Derrick Henry. And I think that's all it needs to say. I think that that's the, all mine says too. I think the Titans <laughs> <laughs> I think the Titans are going to win this one. Um the Lions dismantled the Jaguars last week. Um so I think Titans win this one. No offense, Jags. You're going to get steamrolled by Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, the Titans are coming off a loss, right? Yep. H- Who they lose to? No, Titans no. lost. Oh, the to Titans Eagles game. To the oh, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they traded away the wide receiver Brown, which was interesting that the GM got fired. Got fired. Got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and Braves, Coach Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. you know, Buckeye, Ohio boy, he's still there. Um. He's so, a great coach. Oh, he is. I take Vrabes overnight, mm-hmm. too. No offense, Devansky. We're riding with you. Because <laughs> we have to. But I will say, I will say that, like... You're smelling some heat on Devansky just a little bit. I will say with Vrabes, like, he's going to find a way to win. He's one of those coaches, too, that doesn't have a set game plan every week. They game plan and they scheme against who they're playing, which I think, you know, he comes out of the Patriots and the Belichick line, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, Derrick Henry all day. The Titans are going to be hungry. They're going to be angry. Um, and Braves is going to be uh, proving that he's real and that the GM who got fired obviously was wrong again. Um, and they'll be looking for a new GM. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. One that will actually be willing to pay their wide receivers. Yeah. 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 Trevor Lawrence doesn't have enough. He's no. he's not. Trevor Lawrence is not him. I'm sorry to anyone no. who thought he was him. He's not. Yeah. He's, no. he's a kind of a bust of a pick. He peaked in Clemson. He did. I assume you're... Oh, I, you didn't say, pick, you I, I didn't realize I didn't pick my game. <laughs> I'm also going Titans. I mean, there's not much to say. Derrick Henry can run for 300 yards on them. Yeah. It's really... I mean, they don't even need to throw the ball, probably. Jaguars just... They're not it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and this game <laughs> is going to be an interesting one as well. You got a dominant team in the Chiefs, and you got an even more dominant team in the Broncos. Yeah. Look, uh, <laughs> hell no, no fury... Like Patrick Mahomes after losing, and <laughs> when you have, are you saying Patrick Mahomes is a woman? I am not saying that. No, <laughs> though his Head and Shoulders commercials might hey. might oh, say otherwise. Um, so obviously Chiefs at Broncos. Is it at Broncos? Yes. Yeah, it's at doesn't Broncos. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyways, hundred percent correct. Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson cannot cook. He cannot do anything. He is just the worst. Still at eight touchdowns for the year. Still sitting at eight. Twelve bathrooms. Twelve bathrooms in his house. 
but not letting this one go. That was fire. Not letting this he one needs go. to run away. Take away some of the bathrooms. He so does. He needs to take up. the down to eight, man. Shut up about the touchdowns. So true. Broncos, you are going to get destroyed. I don't care how good your defense is. Patrick Mahomes will destroy you. I'm going to take the Chiefs. My only question is, who is their backup QB, and do you want him Ooh. instead of Cooper Rush? That's my only question. Hey, please stop helping him. <laughs> Play him this week. Um, here's your answer. I don't know who their backup QB is. No, yes, you do. He beat the Browns in the playoffs. What's his butt? Henny? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. When we lost to them in the playoffs, that, that was the Zebras that beat us. Yeah, that was Not a touchdown. I hate to break it to you. Chiefs. That was a touchdown. Yeah, whatever. So, right. we, won that, we only lost that game by like five. That's but back to what we were saying. That's what we were saying. Don't know who his uh, backup quarterback is. Uh, doesn't matter. Cooper Rush, because this defense is way better than the Texans defense. Wow, yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. He'll come in and throw picks. Yeah, obviously going Chiefs. I think they could be playing any team. I'd be going with Chiefs after, after Mahomes' loss last week. He's going to come back with a vengeance, and especially against as bad of a team as the Broncos are. Yeah. No chance they win. No. Seahawks fans around the world are rejoicing because they're going to have a top three pick. Yes. Yes, they are. After getting rid of Russell Wilson and getting a better quarterback and getting great draft picks for years to come. Seahawks are in playoff conversation. They're not in there yet. They're still in the hunt. They got to win some games. They got to have some teams lose. But they're in the conversation, which is a great position to be in when you know that you have a top three pick. Mm-hmm. And hey, Broncos fans, you, you're no longer being looked at as the worst trade of the year. Brittany Griner was traded. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Russia called that's up, so true though. Russia so called true. up Pete Carroll and they were like, Okay, how do we just <laughs> finesse the heck out of this trade? Pete Carroll gave us some tips, made it happen. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, not great take. it's not wrong though. Great take. Not wrong. <laughs> Harold, I assume you're going Chiefs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I already said sorry. Yeah, okay. going Chiefs. My only question again was for you. Yeah. No. Speaking of Seahawks. <laughs> All right, Caden, you want to talk about uh, Panthers Seahawks? Big game for you. Big game. You know, in Seattle. In Seattle. In Seattle. That's, well, that's, man. That is what makes it very difficult. Hey. 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 I, I think that's hey. the least of your concerns. What? <laughs> I, our defense is great. I think we can stop the Seahawks offense. Can you score, though? No, no, no. Let me look. Mr. Broncos. Mr. Broncos. Defense. We are better than the Broncos. We cooked the Broncos. Defense is rated 17. Yeah. So. Ours? Yeah. Okay, because de- of the Bengals game. Aside from that game, we are a very great defense. And Kenneth Walker, superstar rookie running back for the Seahawks, and his backup are both listed as game-time decisions. Yep. I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to play. I don't think so either. He's supposed to miss a week, maybe two weeks. But I think their backup, DJ Dallas, will play. But still, that's obviously not Kenneth Walker. I think they can stop whatever running back's running at them that's not Kenneth Walker. So that's a big help. I think J.C. Horn, he's a huge, like tall corner. He can man up on... DK Metcalf, who's also huge and tall. That'll be an interesting matchup to see how the, the two of them go at each other. Yep. Tyler Lockett is obviously a great corner. We don't ha- or a great receiver. We don't really have that second. Well, Jeremy Chin's back. Jeremy Chin is back. He's a safety. Yeah, but, but he, yeah, he, help over yeah, the yeah. he can sh- uh, help over top with Tyler Lockett. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to pick against us. I'm going to go Panthers. Oh, hey, 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 listen. I'm listening. When they played the Raiders like three or so weeks ago, Josh Jacobs ran for 300 yards. Josh Jacobs is a great running back, and he's not he's not like a power back or anything. He he ran for 300 yards. Deontay Foreman, since McCaffrey's been traded and he's been the starter, he's fifth in the league in rushing since that time. And granted, we've had a bye week, 
And so he's just completely pounding it like crazy. They can't tackle him once it gets towards the end of games. He's literally a mini version of Derrick Henry. He's playing phenomenal. I think that he can run crazy on this bad Seahawks rush defense. Sam Darnold has just got to play like he did last week against a very good defense in the Broncos, and he played very well. Seahawks defense isn't as good as the Broncos, and we scored a decent amount of points. I think we can hold the Seahawks and score more points, which is, which is how you win football games, if you didn't know. So I'm going <laughs> Panthers. Whoever scores the most wins. <laughs> um, this might come as a shock. I'm going to agree with you. Whoa, big shot. I'm agreeing with you. I did not see that Neither coming. Did I. Oh, okay. I'm going Panthers Indiana as Island. well. Uh, like you said, Kenneth Walker, probably not playing. Uh, if he does, obviously, I'm sorry, but I don't think you stand a chance if Kenneth Walker plays. Yeah. With him not playing, I think that you stand a good chance to win this game. Your defense is back with some players back from injury. They're healthy again, and they are very good. The Seahawks have hit a bit of a cold streak in their... Winning in their mm-hmm. big explosive plays. Geno Smith is still playing well. Barely beat not the Rams as well like, as he did, though. Yeah, barely beat the Rams last barely week. Barely beat the Rams. I am going to go Panthers here. Yeah, Sam Donald just needs to not throw 50 interceptions. So I'm going to be on an island, I guess. Um, and that island is going to be uh, the Seahawks island. I'm going to take the Seahawks. We've just finished saying that somehow, some way, you lose Russell Wilson and you almost get better oh yeah way better with Geno Smith which if the Seahawks want to and they're not thrilled by the quarterback class coming up because they do have a good pick they can just ride with Geno again next year possibly pick somebody up if Jimmy G doesn't resign because he's still injured although I've heard he might be coming back and then you know get somebody else in the draft get a a bigger playmaker, yet a better running back. But that's the other thing, too. Pete Carroll consistently seems to produce running backs. I mean, Skittles has been gone for a while. Skittles. And they are just tearing it up. I mean, and I know he's out this week, but I will say that I'm going to take the Seahawks because I think they find a way. I think that's that team. Somehow, some way, again, they just find a way to win. Uh, not... This isn't because I'm, yeah, yeah, you no, know, none of the yeah. Browns, Carolina stuff. I'm just, I honestly think the Seahawks are going to win if I'm wrong, and wouldn't be the first time I've ever been wrong. Yeah, I know we've talked Won't about potentially this week <laughs> having Austin and Debbie and Sue Ellen, maybe potentially having uh, a couple people over in my basement watching the one o'clock games on Red Zone because you guys don't have Red Zone and you need to experience Red Zone to get the feel, you know. So we're talking about having having you guys over. But we said the only rule is once 4 o'clock hits or 4.05 or whatever this time is, everyone has to leave because I need to be alone in my basement, able to pace in my basement and yell at my TV and throw my phone at a wall. You know, like I need to have that for myself. So I would say the opposite only because I think that accountability might be good for you. <laughs> Probably would be. Mm. Probably would be. <laughs> All right. Buccaneers at 49ers. Biggest question for this game. Obviously, Buccaneers coming off a big comeback win against the Saints. Big for them because that keeps them first in the division. The biggest question for this game, how will Brock Purdy do? Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is probably the first game in NFL history that a seventh-round QB and a sixth-round QB have both started in the game against each other, which is crazy. Probably. 
and he played great last week against a good defense in Miami. Like we kind of like with the Huntley thing, with limited, with zero reps in practice, he was the uh, Mister Irrelevant. He was obviously not the starter, and now he's getting reps in practice after performing very well last week against a Bucks team that should have lost to the Saints. I mean, if it wasn't for a couple of plays here and there, miscues by the Saints, not nothing the Bucks did, miscues by the Saints, yeah. they lose that game to a very bad Saints team. And I think all Brock Purdy has to do is just not turn the ball over. I mean, he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, a superstar defense. I mean, you just got to get the ball to your playmakers and you can win the game. Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco. They look real pretty. Um, it's good. Real pretty. Only because... Like, this week as I was doing a little digging, too, like, I didn't know that this pretty guy who played for Iowa State, right? I mean, Iowa State, you know, no offense to Iowa State, but it's Iowa State. It's the Cyclones. Uh, I didn't know he was recruited by Alabama. I did not know this either. Yeah, so Saban wanted him, so Saban saw something in him. So when it came to Mr. Irrelevant, San, Franci- say, San Francisco was like, like, yeah, um, we, we need another quarterback. <laughs> like, how do you say no to Alabama and choose to go to Iowa State? I don't know. Probably I, because he knew that he wouldn't start at Alabama, but he could start at Iowa State. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to come. Well, I don't want to say he didn't want to compete because clearly, like, I saw him on the field last week a little bit, and I was like, oh, he definitely wants to compete. Like, he's... He wants it. Yeah. He's got fire in his stomach. I did not know about that. That's interesting that he was recruited by Bama. Yeah, and he chose to go to Iowa State. So it's not like he's, you know, just now making a name for himself. Like in the collegiate world, he would have at least had some clout coming in, was probably a four or five star recruit mm-hmm. out of high school. Um, but yeah, he played really well. Man, San Francisco seems to have a plethora of quarterbacks. I don't know if Seattle wants to look at that next year. <laughs> yeah, Seattle or maybe Denver wants to make a trade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the more interesting stat lines storylines here is that this is tom brady's 22nd nfl season and brock purdy is 21 years old so tom brady's been playing longer than brock purdy's been alive now you know that the broadcasters are just oh they're, go they're gonna love that one they're gonna say yeah. that at least fifty thousand times well tom's from cali like north cali too so that's yeah gonna be a all story these storylines yeah, yeah, yeah. i just love these storylines yeah but yeah the 49ers scheme is going to keep brock purdy very comfortable obviously if you can perform as well as you have with jimmy g who is Let's be honest, not that great of a thrower. Literally anyone can perform well mm-hmm. in that system, which is once you get ahead, start running the ball. Maybe Brock Purdy is an lead. upgrade over. Maybe. 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 We'll see. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, like you said, have more weapons than the U.S. Army. There's, I think, I think as long as Brock Purdy doesn't mess it up, doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make stupid decisions with the ball, keep it simple, play smart football, 49ers win this Handily. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Caden. Here we go. We know how much you love the Chargers, but will they be able to stave off the might of the Miami Dolphins? This is very tough. I think this I this is a very <clears throat> exciting game. I'm looking forward to watching this one. I mean, the Dolphins are an electric offense, and Justin Herbert is electric. Alone on, on his own. Is this own. a Chargers pun, or do you really believe that? No, I, I really believe okay. that. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, the Chargers defense, <clears throat> obviously not great. The Raiders put up 27 points on them. 24th in the league. Yeah. 
What's Miami's? 16th. Not that Mike much. Williams, <laughs> Mike Williams is expected to play, so he'll probably get a catch or two and then leave again with an injury. This is very just say it. Just tough. say it. Oh, no. just no. say no. it. It's it's hard because obviously I think Herbert is a great QB, top five QB. Go watch Caden's Corner. And and Harold Go watch Caden's Corner only for the views, top not 10. for the take. He's top ten. He's not top five. He's top five. Harold Harold and I have debates over this weekly, every Sunday pretty much at a church, and every Wednesday night, and then another time during the week whenever we see each other. It's just a constant thing, you know? Like It's almost like we made that Caden's Corner directly for Harold. But <laughs> I see. I so, like, see. of all weeks, of all weeks for me to maybe pick against the Chargers because they're playing a team like the Dolphins, of course Harold's on this week. And so I know I'm going to get flamed if I do it. I'm going to go. I'm rooting for the Chargers. Justin Herbert is top five. But I don't know if they have the defense to stop this team. They're coming. The Dolphins are coming off of a loss, so they're going to re- avenge that. I'm going to go Dolphins. Yeah, end of story. So I was just wait. You said you're going Dolphins. I did. Yeah, wow. picking the Dolphins. I mean that that actually just gives me a little bit of satisfaction knowing that there's. Just the thinnest line of doubt that Herbert may not be a top well, no, five because quarterback. You don't, that he's actually top ten. I'm not saying he's a bum. I'm not saying he's bottom tier. Top five I'm quarterbacks saying, always lose. Hey, I'm not. I'm still thinking he's Mr. Relevance always win against the Dolphins. Top five quarterbacks always lose. Wow, I wonder no, how they make it to the top five then. No, they always they always lose eventually. Like Patrick Mahomes lost last week. He's zero three to Joe Burrow against another top five quarterback. Joe Burrow's not top five. Joe Burrow's not top five, but Justin Herbert is. Yes. So before this conversation digresses, when I was looking at the, st- the stats, uh, because I'm not going to change Caden's mind until you know Justin actually does not perform yeah. consistently. Like, oh, don't get me wrong. When Herbert like throws for like a lot of touchdowns, I'm going to be texting you and be like, this is why Herbert's top five. Caden and I do have also a little bit of action on the side because we have a bet on... It's uh, right. gonna, go, gonna finalize when I'm like thirty something. <laughs> that, that I mean, no, because Herbert's gonna crash out of the league in about five years, and he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, but anyways, again, just look. So the bet is if Justin Herbert doesn't make the Pro Football Hall of Fame, like inducted, like bronze bust. Yeah. Right. Not for doing something weird or dumb, and they have one exhibit about him. But he has to actually get a bronze bust, be inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. If that doesn't happen, Caden and I are going to have a meal together and Caden's buying. Which at the time, I'd be an adult. So it's like, who cares? I mean, not who cares, but like, it's not like now where I'm like, I am working twice a week at the hardware. It's like a high school job. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have money. I expect that to be more in line. Correct. Yeah. But I'm going to take the Dolphins. Here's why. <laughs> Uh, their offense is fourth. The Chargers is 17th, even though they have a top five QB. The defense is 16th over 24th, which, is, which isn't much. But passing Tua, Tua is second in passing, and the Chargers are sixth. So those are pretty close, but still far away. And then in rushing, 28 and 31st. So this game is going to be done in the air. Here's the X factor for me. Tua was selected after Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Tua was fifth, Herbert was sixth. Are you serious? Really? Mm-hmm. I thought for sure. Wow, are you real? Because mm-hmm. one pick later in the Panthers would have had Herbert. They said they would have drafted him. 
Man, I thought it was backwards. Man, I had that wrong. Okay. Well, I still think that Tua's got something to prove and that the Dolphins will pull this out over the Chargers. Well, I like that. Herbert needs to prove that he's better than Tua because he was drafted later. I like that. But he won't because he's not. He sucks. No, um, I don't think that this game... I mean, when you look at this game, I don't see how you have any inclinations towards the Chargers. I think that the Dolphins' offense is better than the Chargers. Obviously, their passing is better than the Chargers. Maybe that doesn't come down to the quarterback. Maybe it just comes down to the weapons you have on the field. And when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on the field, opposed to maybe Mike Williams, maybe Keenan Allen, I think that the Dolphins win this. When you look at the coaching, I think that the Dolphins have the better coaching well, for sure. by miles than the Chargers. So I'm going Dolphins, and they got pretty much destroyed by the 49ers last week, and that leaves a bad taste in anyone's mouth. So I'm going to go Dolphins, and there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to win this one soundly. Nice. We all picked the Dolphins. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> he didn't even know he was going to pick the Dolphins till right now. All right, so that's the Sunday night game. Now, Monday night, uh, Patriots at Cardinals, 6-6 uh, six and six v. 4-8. and eight. This is going to be a boring game. This is going to be pretty boring. The only reason that this might not be a boring game is... You have Kyler Murray. Well, I have Kyler Murray, so I hope that he goes off. But no, the Patriots will have 11 days of rest and preparation because they played Thursday last Thursday. And so they have 11 days of rest and scheming. And Bill Belichick on 11 days of scheming. Well, the Cardinals had a bye, so they have 14 days of scheming. Yeah, but it's the Cardinals. That's true. Do you think their coaching staff is going to be doing the scheming that Belichick's doing? I don't think so. I think that... uh. While the Patriots' defense has historically this year not been good against running quarterbacks, um, I think that they still win this one. Yeah, give me the Pats. Uh, Belichick um, cut his teeth with Saban at the Browns, so you know he's got success running through his blood. Um, and then the other thing is, these teams are really evenly matched if you look at their statistics, except for, and I hate to do this to you, but except for their defense. New England has a sixth-rated defense in the league. Right, but they're not good against running quarterbacks. Yeah, they'll find a way. Fun- fundamentally, the Patriots' defense is rock-solid, but as soon as you get a quarterback that gets out of the pocket and starts breaking down the play, where now all the receivers are running one way and you're not covering them, you don't have your zone coverage starts to break down, it messes everything up. Yeah, I still think Belichick finds a way. Uh, Pat's easy. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree with that. Their defense is just... Too good, and the Cardinals are just kind of falling apart as as we as the weeks go on. Kyler Murray was he took a lot of shots at the play calling last time they played. They're just really struggling. Give me the Patriots. Maybe yeah. maybe they struggle against running quarterbacks because they don't know how to adjust to that because they've been used to Tom Brady for like twenty years, and now Mac Jones, literally two of the slowest quarterbacks I have ever seen. So, well, some of that will be interesting to see if they run a spy on. Kyler, or if they just try to use contain and not overrush with their defensive ends. Um, but like we talked about preparation, Belichick probably doesn't even know which video game unit is hot right now. 
<laughs> and dude, let's be real. Like Kyler's been. He's like, wait, video games? Oh, dude. All right, so that was the Monday night game. So let's jump in and see how our uh, picks stacked up. All right, we all picked similarly. Looks like Caden and I only differed on two, so that's not going to help with the uh, no, wa wait. Waffle House. Hold on. Three. Oh, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me on the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two on Seahawks. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good stack up there. Obviously going to keep it close on the uh, Waffle House train. I have a chance to go 102 and you go to 114, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully I just bring that lead down a little bit. Yeah, good stuff. I feel like if you just keep chipping away at it, you still have a... It's not mathematically eliminated. No, regular not season plus the playoff. Right, regular season plus all the playoffs. The Super Bowl like is 100 weeks. points. Yeah, and I'll just... I'll just <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going to come visit whoever's there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Oh, right. Right. We're all, yeah. all going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Just the one person who loses really is going to have a way worse time having to eat a thousand waffles, you know? Well, I mean, I, I'll make an appearance. I wouldn't... Yeah, you won't see that. I'm going to be there for 16 yeah, yeah. hours. <laughs> it's not going to take me 16 hours. Yeah. Sorry, not going to take Caden 16 hours to eat all those waffles. <laughs> He's giving up. No, I still stay a legitimate chance. Yeah, I have like eight weeks. I started sweating this week. I was like, like I, this isn't in the books, you know? It, it was looking like it was going to be. But then this, you had one bad week and I yeah, had one really good week. If this was last week, I would have picked the Chargers over the Dolphins. But my gut is telling me that the Dolphins' offense is too good. So I had to, like... You have to actually making, be making smart picks instead of the stupid picks that got you into this position to begin with. <laughs> sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, yet, and yet, who's up? By, like, 12. But Yeah, for now. I just like that you didn't pick Herbert. There's yeah. this shred of doubt. Just kind of... It's, 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 no it's no doubt. It's no doubt. It's snuck in there. <laughs> All right, Caden, you want to close this out? So yeah, Harold, thanks for coming on. This is our third guest. It was a lot of fun. We love having guests. Is there any shout-outs you'd like to give? Uh, yeah, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't shout-out my uh, wonderful, beautiful wife at home, Heidi, and my two girls. Um, Who are definitely listening, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they were. Like they're they're all excited again. Like I was, you know, yeah, yeah. telling them a couple times this week. Like, hey, dad's got to do some research. <laughs> um, I know I'll be there in a minute. Um, but other than that, yeah, just shout out these gentlemen. Thank you, Debbie, for everything you do, Sue Ellen, and uh, yeah, Austin and Caden. I really appreciated you having me here. Um, it was really fun because it's something I get to watch and then get to see the inner workings and stuff. It was really cool. And uh, last but not least. I'm going to give us a good old, uh, here we go, brownies, here we go. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we're glad we were able to come on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for watching this episode of the K&A Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>